passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Curry, way downtown. Bang! Bang! Oh, what a shot from Curry! You don't like that? You don't like NBA basketball! 360. Oh, hit him with the sauce. Got it! Oh. And one! Fires a long one. Oh, Nothing but net. Welcome to another episode of All Nat, brought to you by OTS. I am your host, Natalie, but most people call me Nat, and apparently some people call me Ops and a bully. Uh, and, <laughs> um, nah, today we have like a really, really, really exciting episode. Um, as you know, the Western Conference Finals has begun. And game one was played, but there's still a lot of basketball left to be played, at least from the Mavs perspective. Um, And so (laughs) I brought on with me some of my favorite Mavs fans to discuss hoops with and also my co-host of Golden Spaces. So you're going to meet some dope content creators during this show. I'm going to let each of them introduce themselves to you because they got so many credentials. So let's just do a little go round. They've all been on the show before, but let's get reacquainted with them again. I'm going to start with ladies first. So my girl, SJ, welcome to the show. Let my guests know where they can find you, what you got going on. Yes. Hello. Um, it is SJ at SJ Basketball 8. Um, I'm also a co-host of the 21 Going On 77 podcast. No doubt. Talking Mavs. Talking yeah. about the Dallas Mavericks. Mavs, NBA, okay. all that. She is also one of my co-hosts um, of the Hoopstresses, which I don't think is a venture I've actually even discussed yet on this podcast. But we started a fem-led um, spaces on Twitter where we talk hoops, powered by Buzzer, and we talk NBA, we talk WNBA, and SJ is one of the Hoopstresses, one of the dopest Hoopstresses, one of the smartest Hoopstresses. She's mad funny, so you should follow her on Twitter and definitely check us out on Mondays discussing the NBA right now, focused on the NBA playoffs. Um, next. I have 
the um, two men behind the Mavs Outsiders podcast, um, some alter egos and other stuff going on with some of them. But <laughs> I love these two guys. They've been on before to also help me break down some of the matchups with the Warriors and the Mavericks. So welcome to the show, um, Reese and Bibbs. Please, each of you, introduce yourselves and let the people know where they can find you. I guess the youngest will go first. Uh, I wow. am Maurice. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm Maurice Williams, aka Reese. Uh, mind of Reese on Twitter and Instagram. Co-host of the Mavs Outsiders podcast and the Mind of Reese podcast as well. No doubt. Oh, my bad, my bad. I, oh. I forgot to hit the unmute <laughs> button because you know I'm an old person. I don't know how to. Work technology. I can uh, relate because I've been doing that <laughs> lately, just never unmuting before I talk. So it's it's definitely yeah, old yeah. thing. Yeah, it's definitely an age thing. But you know, uh, wisdom and all that other good stuff. Uh, my name is Mike Bibbins uh, at Bibbs Corner on Twitter uh, at Bibbs Film. If you're into movie stuff, uh, host of or co-host of the Mavs Outsiders podcast and host of the Bibbs Corner podcast as well. Uh, that's why I do all my movie reviews, also write some stuff, but uh, ha- that's on hold right now because the Mavs are still doing things. No doubt. You guys record a pod after every game? Uh, we have, yeah, we have been during the playoffs. We have been during the playoffs. We've been doing post games, uh, but usually it's once a week. Yeah, we. Uh, it, it's been rough lately. I got a <laughs> job to where sometimes I got to get up at 4 a.m. and 5 a.m. Wow. And the NBA decides to put the West Coast games on like nine ten o'clock. Um, I took a nap during halftime, which was only like ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's definitely rough out here when we got these day jobs and are pushing out content. So shout out to y'all, but like you see that they're pushing out content, y'all. So go check it out, give them a listen. They're really they're really fun. And last but not least, my guy Justin, my co-host, he partners in crime with me, which in itself is a task of. I got a lot of enemies, so I thank him for uh, doing this thing with me. We host the spaces together, Golden Spaces on Twitter, and he just has a tremendous basketball mind, and I love listening to him talk basketball, so he had to be a part of this discussion. Justin, thank you. Welcome to the show again, and let the people know where they can find you. Yeah, appreciate you having me back on. Um, you guys can find me on Twitter at the package JG. I haven't stepped into the podcast space yet, but maybe in the future. So for right now, that's the only place you can find me talking basketball. <laughs> for sure, for sure. And so before we actually get into it, let me just get like all of the requirements out of the way. So as you guys may know, last week I mentioned that I am now partnering with Loop. If you're not familiar with Loop, it is one of the fastest growing sports communities. Loop provides sports cards for lovers of the game or who collect cards as a hobby, and you can be a part of it right now. So use my specialized link, which will be available in the description for the show, whether you watch it on YouTube or you know listen on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. But that's Loop, spelled L-O-U-P-E dot cards forward slash natfluential again that's loop dot cards forward slash natfluential and get twenty dollars towards your first purchase when you download the app all right y'all let's get into it so warriors versus mavs western conference finals 
was this the um, matchup everyone was expecting for the Western Conference Finals? Like, if you're thinking about, like, the beginning of the season and where you thought things were just playing out, would you have expected the Warriors and Mavs to be, you know, playing each other in the Western Conference Finals? So I'm going to start with the, the the guests, the Mavs. Well, you're all guests, but let me start with the Mavs fans. So I'm going to start with SJ again first. Um, yeah, great question. And no, uh, <laughs> I did not expect um, the Mavs and Warriors to be the matchup. Uh, I mean, thinking about the beginning of the season, the thing about the Warriors, I mean, if you said the Warriors were in the Western Conference Finals, that's fair, you know, based on how they were playing at the beginning of the season. But the Mavs, you know, we started off a bit rough. And, I mean, now we can say that, um, you know, it was just getting used to new coaching staff, just all of these different issues. But we started off rough, and Western Conference Finals was definitely a reach if, if you said it at the time. And a couple people said it. Um, I can't lie, a couple of Mavs fans – have been saying it, you know, since the beginning of the season. And we call them, you know, optimistic. We said they were reaching and all that. Um, and Optimus Biz, Bibs can um, <laughs> chime in with that. Um, but, yeah, we just – I didn't expect that. But here we are, and um, I'm excited for them to, you know, keep the journey alive. When did you first start to think it was, like, real, like, that you could maybe get there? Was it just last series, or was it even during first round, during when you guys were playing the um, the, the Jazz? During the season, actually. Um, I thought there was a path, like, after the trade deadline when they were just scorching, like, pretty much everything. Um, you know, Porzingis is gone. And that, you could tell that was like a weight lifted off just the entire team's kind of shoulders that he was out of the door. Um, and that kind of led, you know, to great play and all that. So I thought there was a path if they got like the three seed, especially um, because I thought, you know, we'd you know, go through the Timberwolves and then we'd go through, um, I was confident in the Grizzlies um, matchup. And, or was it the Warriors matchup? I don't remember, but. Regardless, I thought there was a path to the Western Conference Finals. So I thought there was a chance, but still, that was like best case scenario kind of thing that I thought. But after we disposed of the Jazz, um, that one wasn't a surprise. The Suns, I, after we definitely like won like game six, I was confident. I <laughs> knew we were going to win game seven and move on. So Okay. Okay. You felt the same, Reese? Uh, beginning of the season, absolutely not. Um, but towards the well, in the beginning of the season, I had the uh, I would have believed if somebody said the Warriors were going to be in the conference finals or even the finals at that point, 100% believe it. The Mavericks, no, but towards the end of the season, I started seeing the vision that, like SJ said, I felt there was a path. I really wanted us to get the three seed because I felt if we had the three seed, it would have been an easier path. But once we got matched up with the Jazz in the first round. I knew we'd take care of them. Uh, I did have Phoenix in six, objectively, going into the second round. But once I saw once I saw the way we bounced back going down 2-0, getting blown out in some games, shaking it off, coming back, you know, the team was resilient. I said, okay, we have a chance here. Like, and once we won game seven, I said, okay, we're in the Western Conference Finals. We beat, quote, I know how you feel about them, quote, unquote, who people thought were the best team in the league. <laughs> so it's like, all right, we did that. 
we were resilient we showed resiliency uh i believe we can take it all the way honestly so now we here uh one game down and uh we'll see if that uh resiliency continues i hear you what about you bibs um, I had to actually pull up my notes from the the preseason. I actually had the the Mavs versus Warriors. Notes? You keep notes? But I, I used to. I used to. Now it's off the dome. Now it's off the dome. Usually, you're so organized. I respect you know, that. I mean, it's 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 light notes. Like we did a whole pregame where we went through the whole season and stuff. So I, I had to have some notes. Nat, he takes notes during the game. Like we do the podcast after, and he like, let me get my notes, and I'm like. <laughs> I'm I'm going off a of photographing memory, bro. I respect it. All of us, my all of us, ain't built like that. Excellence. I, I, I respect love it. it. I love it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, I had the Warriors and Mavs as the four or five matchup. I wasn't sure with the health stuff that y'all had coming into the season how that would affect your record, and uh, I had Mavs in seven to get out of the first round, but I I did not have us beating the Suns uh at all i mean i came on your podcast in january i said you know the suns are the one team i'm not trying to see at any point in the season and again it wasn't about the talent we just for we would always get into these close games with them and then chris paul will close us out and uh, i guess the way we avoided that was by not letting it be a close game when we were winning so um you know it's interesting i i didn't believe that uh Obviously, we would get here when the playoff matchups were set. But once we got here, um, it's going to be a disappointment if we don't if we don't uh, get this done. Because I, I I have us being able to beat all three of the teams that are left on paper. So for Shout sure, out to you too, Nat. So I, I remember <laughs> last time we came on here, and he said that, and you told us you said, "Yeah, y'all don't need to worry about the Suns." Like <laughs> she, she told us that. And yeah, it, I, I posted the clip. Shout yeah, you that, did. Man. I forgot I said that, but I never respected the <laughs> really. Um, So that's interesting, though, um, Bibbs. You had Warriors and Mavs as the 4-5 at the beginning of the season. That's what you thought it would be. So we were one seat apart, but just a little higher, <laughs> three right. and four. But that, that's interesting. Justin, I don't know if you remember on my debut episode of the pod, I had you on with a, a number of other people from Warriors Twitter, and we talked about like what the Suns repeat and all that. We all kind of dismissed them like, yeah, no, nah, we shouldn't really take them seriously. And then they went on through the season to have, you know, win 64 games and kind of look like a team that was solid. But did you ever... Like, did, did your opinion, the way you thought of them at the beginning of the season shift, Justin, or were you always, I know that we both always thought the Warriors could beat them, but did you ever think they were like, because usually 64 win teams are sort of like juggernauts or really dominant and like almost like unbeatable. Did you ever view the Suns in that way? Of course not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, the Suns, I think, they're a great regular season team. They're the way that they built their entire like roster and how they play. They, you know, they're heavy on the kickouts and the spot up shooting and stuff like that. And Devin Book and Chris Ball, obviously two great players, but I think there's a limit to how dynamic they can be in a playoff series, especially when you throw certain defenses at them, whether it be trapping or, you know, the defense that the Mavs threw at them in that series and it kind of threw them off kilter a little bit. Um, and I always felt like they had a ceiling, like, in the playoffs 
because they don't have those that guy or they don't have one of those guys that can essentially, you know, flip a series on its head with how good that person is, you know, like uh, Luca or Steph or like those guys at the top of the league. Um, they don't have one of those guys. So I knew eventually their time was going to come. I didn't know if it was going to be against the Mavs or not. Um, but yeah, I never really believed in, in the Suns. Yeah, you know, our mutual friend, Justin Jeremiah, I don't know if you guys know him, but I mean, he fought me on that all year. You know, he's just like, you don't always need a guy like you're, I'm like, okay. And when I get proven wrong, but y'all don't have a guy, so I'm not taking you seriously. Um, I didn't think that they were as fraudulent as like the Jazz or the Hawks, though I did one time make a comparison like that and like, Jeremiah was in my DMs, like, you're being disrespectful, but they really are as fraudulent as those two teams. So now I'm happy that that was the comparison I made. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't think the Mavs, I always had the Warriors here, so y'all know that, but I, yeah, I don't think that I had the Mavs here, but like near the end of the season, I started to see a path to them possibly being one of the teams that would make a deeper run than expected. So I don't know at what point it was, but just like, you know, y'all were playing better. You made, you know, you know, upgraded the roster, you know, the way it looked. And especially near the end of the season, like, I mean, Spencer was just playing well in his new role. And so I definitely thought there was a chance, especially when you guys were trying to like catch us and take that three seed. I did not want that to happen. And a lot of Warriors fans were like, oh, who cares? We don't care what seed we are. And I was like, nope, seeding always matters. I don't care what y'all tell me. And I was happy that the Warriors went for it at the end of the season. And I'm glad they did because I, you can't tell me it's not divine, like why it didn't work out now. Like, look, look at it now. It would have mattered. I'm sure you guys would prefer to have home court right now versus us having home court. So seeding matters for sure. Um, okay, so let's talk. Um, well, before we get to predictions, let's, let's, let's talk about game one, right? So, um, also let's just note that you guys embarrassed the shit out of the Suns in game seven and made a lot of people happy. So, um, understatement. I, I mean, gosh, is there anyone like, I know how me and Justin feel about Chris Paul, but I know y'all didn't like the Suns or their fan base, but do you guys are, because I feel like one of you might be a Chris Paul fan on here. Ugh. Chris Paul is my favorite player of all time. Ugh. Ugh. Hey, man, look, I can, I, I can point out how nasty he is sometimes with, with his BS. The flop I, father. I, I can, the flop father, you know, but I can also point out the fact that he, he choked in that entire series. Like, you ain't getting no passes from me. My brother knows I'm a Chris Paul fan. He said, I know you want Chris Paul to get a ring, but I think y'all can pull it out. I looked at him. I said, are you crazy? I said, he going against my Mavericks. It's F Chris Paul till the clock hit zero, 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 period. And it's still F Chris Paul because he embarrassed me. Come on, how am I supposed to defend him now? Like, yeah, I hate that for you. I think you should move on from him. Um, Once yeah, he I retire, I, Once he retire, I... I'll say, yeah, Luca, my favorite now. Giannis, Luca, Jokic, Clay, them dudes. Like, oh, okay. Clay made the list. I like that. I like oh, that. Oh, yeah. Clay is one of my top five favorite in the league. I love that. I like that. 
Um, Giannis is cool. I don't remember who else he said, but yeah, I mean, Chris Paul's the only one I don't like on that list. <laughs> um, I, I despise him actually. And Justin is like with me on that. So I love that too. Most um, of NBA Twitter is with you on that, to be honest. So yeah. yeah, I don't know where you stand on, on Chris Paul SJ. The thing, okay. So I don't like dislike him. Like, you know, maybe you and like a lot of a lot of other people, but I don't like him <laughs> either. So it's like I, it's like, eh. especially this series, it was fun to like really like root against him. But other than that, like it's kind of like, oh, you know, oh, he did something dirty again. Oh, Chris Paul, like, oh, he snitched on the Mavs bench. You know, oh, Chris Paul, like, right, Chris Paul things. So it was sort of crazy though to see how that all played out and how things that happened came back to haunt them, like the whole. Booker saying he didn't want to like work on double teams and then like that in part being part of their demise. I mean, it's just wild how things come back full circle and it, it provided for great, you know, Twitter jokes, but it's also like, I hope you're going to get in the gym <laughs> this yeah. offseason and get your I don't want to see no videos about you crying. Man, we just working on our game. You should have worked <laughs> on it more. Say, Kobe. You, you're gonna get double teamed. You, you probably should work on that. That's that's my opinion. But, like you Joe know. Kim, you're working out with Joe Kim Noah. He's trying to help you. Like Word. this is a former defensive player of the year. Come on, man. Just... You know who else should work on that? Kevin Durant. But anyway, yeah, he's catching strays on here, but he should work on it too. Tell me if you disagree. <sighs> Tell me if you disagree. At least, at least D book ain't get swept. No comment. <laughs> They had that boy out there looking soft. He was whining about it afterwards in like his post game. Like he did it when we did it to him. Yeah. He said, Y'all gave DFS all that money. Why can't he call me straight up? It's like, man, we try to win the game. We don't care the about The thing that. was, I wouldn't exactly. even call that whining. I think he was trying to play mind games with Jason Kidd, but this is Jason Kidd. He was like, joking, but dude, he was serious. This is the dude who had his player bump into him to get now, a Now, he was out. whining in the um, playoffs. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. About the defensive coverages he was mm-hmm. receiving. So, yeah. on, anyway, I always like to, um, you know, Katie can always catch strays from me. Anyway. He on the Warriors once, I remember. Yeah. All right, so about the game, game one. Justin and I are happy with the outcome. You know, it was. It was a good I see night. the smile, the megawatt smile you got going. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. It was good for the Warriors, and it was sort of what I expected. No, based on Game One, I don't think like that's an indication of just like how the series is gonna go. But I did expect like we had rest. Y'all were coming off of like a seven-game series. All of those things. I'm just like. The Warriors need to like come out and just like get like a win definitively. Like they probably could like blow them out a little bit. So this the the way that game went didn't surprise me. But what I don't know if I want to say surprised me, but what made me really happy to see is Golden State's defense look like Golden State's defense, which it hasn't looked like in a long time consistently over the course of a game. What we've seen them do, particularly for the last two series, is like at certain moments in the game, just turn it on, right? Which is fine because that's been enough to win them games. But when they're not doing it over the entire game, it's been, you know, you have the turnovers, you have like them being lackadaisical, the other team going on runs. So they were really locked in on defense. They were spry, you know, they were just 
really looking good, like a younger version of themselves. And I don't know if that can hold up over a series, but that was, I think, one of my like favorite takeaways from the game. I'm going to go to um, Justin on this, but what did you think about game one? Um, I agree with a lot with what you said. I kind of expected it to look the way it did. You know, like you said, the Mavericks came in with some, some heavy legs um, and the Warriors were energized. I couldn't say that I expected them to throw as many different defenses or defensive looks as they did um, against Luka and, and the team. That was a pleasant surprise to see, and I think they're going to continue to do that over the course of the series. Um, yeah, I mean, I think overall both teams could have shot the ball a little bit better from three, or a lot better from three, and I think both teams will. So it's going to ultimately come down to, you know, the guys putting their imprint on the game, you know, the main player. So. We'll see how it goes in game two. Um, was there any coverages that the Mavericks were giving the Warriors that you saw were preventing problems for them? Not necessarily. Uh, I think, you know, after looking at the Phoenix series and how they defended Devin Booker and Chris Paul and stuff like that, I felt like the Warriors did have an advantage against that type of defense um, in a way that the Suns didn't, just because they have a bunch of players that can do more than just spot up and shoot, um, particularly Jordan, you know. And even if you get to guys like Clay and Wiggins, those guys aren't the best at one-on-one, but they're better than Mikael Bridges and Jay Crowder. You know what I mean? Like, I think if you kick the ball to those guys and it's a one-on-one situation. Clay has no issue with taking two dribbles and pulling up for mid-range. Um, Wiggins obviously has a very quick first step. He's very athletic. He gets off the court, off the floor very fast. So if he has a lane, he can, you know, easily take it and finish at the rim. So I feel pretty confident going into it that if they play that type of defense, the Warriors will get a lot of good looks. Um, so. Okay. Okay. What what were your thoughts from the Mavs perspective um, on the game, Bibbs? Um, well, first I, I do want to say the the Warriors were incredibly locked in. Like you could tell they were not there to play at all. Um, I was very uh, impressed by that. Uh, they kept it up. They uh, they executed the game plan to perfection from what I saw. Uh, so shout out to them uh, from the Mavs side. Uh, a lot of the same stuff that we've seen over the course of these playoffs. They come out in that first game. Luca's doing too much trying to find people when people aren't open. Uh, he gets to the rim, has a layup, and kicks it out. Like, that type of stuff is it a momentum killer. Uh, and then the others just, I mean, they weren't hitting shots when they were open. So we got into a hole, and the game plan fell apart pretty quickly after that. Like, once we got behind, it was a lot of people trying to figure out what to do to get out of the hole. And uh, for me, the game was pretty much over before it was officially over uh, early in the third quarter. Like once y'all went on that first run, the, uh, the chances of us coming back were slim. Yeah. Um, SJ, what were your thoughts on, on the game when you were watching? Yeah, I wasn't um like everyone's been saying, I wasn't too surprised that like how it was going. Um, like I said before the series, like, my one of my main concerns like beyond just you know play is just um you know legs like fatigue tired legs like you know we're coming off a six game series a seven game series and you know you guys are coming off five games and uh, six games so you have more rest than it showed especially in game one um i think um i was also impressed with 
you know, the Warriors defense and all. I didn't expect them to um get that aggressive with Luka with the defense, um, you know, in like right off rip. So that was um something that he has to, you know, clearly adjust to as well. But I mean, the Mavericks, they, this is the, we, we haven't won a game one in, you know, this playoffs so far. And uh, I just think um, the goal for these first two games is just the split on the road. So obviously game two becomes a much more important game to try to get. And I think with um, like our defense was trying to um, like defend the Warriors again, you know, fatigue played a part, but I also think our offense never gave our defense a chance and that we're bricking threes and you guys are getting a rebound and going, I'm just running. So you guys were in transition pretty much the entire game and um, our transition defense just, you know, wasn't the best and that everything just fell apart. So I think um, not just knocking on some shots off rip should help out with the defense. And I, um, I'm just interested to see what the counters are. Um, I, you know, I think at this point you can give credit to, Jay Kidd with that he's a good he can make adjustments whether that's defensive adjustments and offensive adjustments and his coaching staff as well but they can make some adjustments so I'm just excited to see what what they come up with um to kind of remedy some of the stuff that we saw okay Reese uh, I think SJ nailed it on the head when she said our offense didn't really uh give our defense a chance I was actually impressed in the first quarter, mainly the first half in general, with uh, some of the defense they played. Uh, the Golden State Warriors were missing threes, but like from what I saw, most of them were really like well-contested threes. Granted, you still expect guys like Clay and Steph to make contested th threes. We're talking about the two greatest shooters of all time. But uh, as long as you're contesting, I'll live with them making it. Uh, the issue is we couldn't make our shots on offense uh, most were wide open. Some were defended well. Uh, I'm more concerned with the wide open shots. There was a entire possession or sequence where we got three offensive rebounds or two offensive rebounds and missed like all three shots wide open, like just just clanked. And I've seen this before, and I'm thinking, okay, you know, we've shot bad in the first half before. Second half, we'll pick it up. You know, uh, the game was still close. Steph really didn't start get going until like the end of the second. And then when that third quarter hit, Steph started going, shots started falling. And once Clay started getting hot, I said, yeah, it's a uh, GG, pack it up. Let's get ready for the next game. Like there was a play. Clay still wasn't getting going. Draymond was on the fast break. Draymond could have scored the ball himself, gave it to Clay. And as you running up, you just see Clay go like this. Like, yes, finally the ball went into the goddamn basket and, once they went on that run, yeah, it was wraps. So, uh, obviously, it's more to it than just the Mavs hitting their shots. Obviously, there's going to be adjustments on both sides. But I feel like in this game, uh, the Warriors were able to be comfortable. Uh, they didn't have to change their game plan at all because the Mavs weren't executing on offense. So, hopefully, we can come out better next game, execute on offense. Uh, I have no worries especially the way they walked off the court. Luca's walking off the court smiling. The dude's a psychopath. So uh, we'll see. Uh, it's not what just him. What was going on with his shoulder? He kept like rubbing it. I, I mean, know. they said it was nothing, but I'm just, is there like a lingering thing or did he just like have a stinger in that game? I think it was a stinger. Maybe it was like, cause y'all were playing really, <laughs> y'all were playing really physical. I'm not saying like fouling, but like 
y'all were beating him up a lot, beating up our players up a lot. But so. that sure has been taped the entire Sun series, and no one. Yeah. I I wondered like he just had to tape on, and no one said anything about it. Like there was no report. Like no one mentioned anything about it. It was the same shoulder. I noticed he was all like cupping. Yeah, that's why I was like, why is the why is it why is there nothing on it? Because I'm used to him having stuff on the shoulder, and then it's like he's over here playing with it the whole game. Like, can we just throw some tape on there and get it get it going? Like, did y'all? And it didn't like it didn't seem like it was affecting him. So I'm not really. Yeah, like I I, I don't know. I didn't see any problems with his game. I just know that like when we're down, you know, everybody's got some injuries or something going on. Luca especially is taking a lot of damage. But when we're down, you know, he starts feeling on it a little bit. (laughs) You know, if you hoop and you get to throw up a couple air balls, you start wiping your hands on your shorts and stuff like that's, that's what that is to me. I had one of those moments like, I don't know if y'all watch The Office, like where you like you on camera and you just look like, is he serious right now? Like, come on, man. Like, like Chris Paul all of a sudden having a quad injury at the end of the series and limping or whatever he was doing, right? All right, not that shameless. It's, it's, I think it's, I, I don't even think it's voluntary. I think it's involuntary. I think he, his body just like, you upset a little bit. He's like, man, I feel a sudden pain in that it's area. subconscious at this yeah. point. Like, yeah. yeah. He's okay. trained his body to do that. Okay. So, I mean, you, you've been consistent, Bibbs, because you, you did tell me earlier in the season, like, if, if y'all played the Warriors, you weren't like that concerned. And I, I, I didn't go back and look at, the recording but i know that i kind of made a face like oh oh really but you said it so you definitely felt like that i know sj slept on us before the season even started she didn't think we were going to be this good this year so i know that so um i'm curious to hear what y'all predictions are for the series i think you've told me them but we can put it here now on the record for for this show but yeah, I definitely want to know um, what you guys are predicting for this series and the rest of the postseason. Well, uh, I'll go first. Uh, my prediction was Mavs and six. Uh, mainly, I, I, I tell people, why, well, why Mavs and six? Because if we go seven, we ain't winning in Chase Center. Uh, I'm going to just keep it 100 with you. But I do believe we match up well uh, against this team. Granted, we are playing small ball against the small ball goats uh for the most part but granted they have more uh guys who can create shots Steph Curry Jordan Poole Andrew Wiggins to an extent Clay Thompson to an extent but I told Bibbs uh there was nothing I really saw in game one and it's just one game there was nothing I saw in game one that made me think okay we can't win this series and to be honest I'm not comparing y'all to the Suns but I said that like the first two games we went down 2-0 uh and i told bibs on the podcast i said i've seen nothing in these first two games that made me think we can't win this series like you know there's some lapses there but i've seen positives if we have a chance to lower the positive positive i meant negatives and maximize the positives which i believe we can do against the warriors it'll be more difficult against the warriors but from what i've seen from this team we're more than capable of doing it uh, it's going to start with executing our offense and defense. Defense creates great offense. So uh, as long as we can do that, <clears throat> I have no issue. Uh, I know our shooters are going to shoot much better back home, uh, whether that's a good thing or bad thing, uh, considering they don't shoot well on the road. But once we're back home, I feel like it's a different story, but we do need to steal one of these first two games. And obviously it has to be game two because we dropped game one already, but, 
I'm still Mavs and six. So to get that, you guys would have to win um, four of the next five games. And you think that that's possible. I okay, I need one of you to tell me why you believe that's possible. What what are the you just had a lot of stuff you did, but what what are these matchup advantages that you guys have that would enable you guys to do that? SJ, would you like to explain it to me and tell me what your pick is? I don't know if you're on the same page with uh Reese. Oh, I had Mavs in six too, so and and I'm not gonna you know go away from that either. Um I mean I just think like like you said, it's, I didn't. I don't think there was anything like, like that was just too much to overcome from their side. Again, it has to start with. Um, it has to start immediately. Like they can't. You know, it can't be a situation like the Suns were going down too. Oh, I think that at that point it's like okay, it gets a bit harder. Definitely, at least I wouldn't say Mavs and six at that point. Um, but I think um, I think they can do it. It just like I said, it has like Brunson. He always always has like I feel like especially I can't really judge this game because like Brunson was just not giving us anything (laughs) like he was and at some point some of the shots and it's not like he got like bad shots like some plays like he was getting hacked no call and you know like the Warriors are gonna get you know favorable calls at home that's just how things go in a series you know and Dallas he's gonna get some some more of those calls so he's gonna look better um so I just I think we would be okay if like Luca gets it you know going and I think he will um Warriors defending him well but I think you know a player like that you're not like he can overcome great defense um it's just up to the other guys so you know Brunson he has to you know get it going quickly Spencer has to keep you know he has to get it going as well he gets his you know confidence I knew after game seven the Suns I was like yeah he's feeling himself after games you know six and seven and he came in game one I felt like he did I don't want to say he did too much because like we don't really have shot creators so he needs to do you know quite a bit but I felt like he did just a tad like too much um so when he gets kind of squared back into like his role and what he's doing I think I think we'll be fine um it's just up to um like I said the coaching staff to really cook up their adjustments and we'll just see how it looks okay so you have the Mavs winning four of the next five to get to Mavs and six. All right. So Bibbs, I need to hear from you. You guys aren't moving me. I mean, <laughs> yeah, um, I, got I, I got, I got you. I'm not uh, yeah, I need to hear I'm it. <laughs> and also so, because like SJ, I know you, you, you said that. And I think, well, I don't know if all three of you believe this. So let me not put words in your mouth, but I know SJ believes that Luca is the best player in this series. And so, you know, Neither Steph or Luca really, really got going last night, but I would say Steph definitely played better in that game. So my keeping track and I'm saying it's Steph one and Luca zero. Okay. So um go ahead, uh Bibbs. No, I like that you did that. And um it was funny. I was thinking last night about uh you know catching bodies in the playoffs as a star. And you know, Luca's first two times in the playoffs, he was the body. Kawhi caught his body twice. Um, but it, I mean, having Kawhi as the guy that, 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 that took your life twice is, is, I mean, that's, that's not nothing to be frowned upon, but Luca, now he caught Donovan or Rudy, however you want to look at the jazz and he caught Devin Booker. So, um, now it's Luca versus Steph 
And, you know, if Luca collects Steph, that, that's a hell of a body to catch. Uh, if Steph catches Luca on the upcom, you know, that's that's a, a body that that counts. So I'm 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 enjoying that. I like that you're keeping the tally. That's beautiful. I'm gonna keep try to keep up with that uh, as the series goes along. Uh, so yeah, I I I have not made any predictions the entire playoffs for any series, right? So coming into this series, I said Mavs in five to be an asshole. Um, now Mavs in five, that's feeling kind of crazy right now. <laughs> but uh, I, I I'm gonna ride with my 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 fellow Mavs fan. I'm gonna say six. And I know you said four the next five, but I'm looking at it like this. Three games at home, games uh, three, four, and six, and still one on the road. So if we can steal this next one right here in game two, I'm going to feel very confident going forward as far as, as the game. Again, this first game, I'll say it like this. In the Suns' first two game losses, I didn't see anything I liked, honestly. I was like, what are the, what are the changes that we can make? What are the things we can do differently? I just didn't see it. I didn't see it on the court. I was Reese was glass half full. I was half empty. Uh, in this first game, what I saw is we missed wide open shots a lot early. We got behind, and it was just a snowball effect. Once we got behind, we started pressing on offense and defense. We weren't doing the things that we weren't disciplined at that point. Um, and I think in the spaces, that's one of the things I mentioned with the, the Warriors is their experience is going to keep them disciplined. When they get down, they're not going to start. They're not going to lose the game plan. They're not going to start throwing up BS. They're not going to start throwing the ball all over the place. They're not going to miss their defensive rotations because they're down, because they've been there in this situation uh, with the, the championship in sight. The Mavs, on the other hand, they showed their youth in that situation. Shots weren't falling. Spencer Dinwiddie was like yellow. You know, uh, Luca was throwing it all over the place. He was dribbling loose. It was, it got bad. The defensive rotations weren't there and y'all started cooking us. Um, I can't take out anything out of that. We got behind, things fell apart. If we don't, if we make those shots, it's a completely different ball game. And that's what I expect to happen in these, these next few games. Okay. So I hear you because you guys definitely have a strong home court advantage. But so do we. Um, and also, the Warriors have never not won a game on the road in every playoff series that they've ever played in, like this version. So they always win a game on the road. Maybe you guys will be the first that that doesn't happen, but I don't think so. So let me uh, go to my guy, Justin, because you see, I got some crazy people on here, even though I love them, but they're crazy. Um, so I know Justin and I are aligned on who we pick to win the series, but we pick, um, we have different predictions for how long the series will go. So Justin, tell me, has anything changed about what your prediction may be for the series and what is your prediction? Yeah, I initially said Warriors in six, um, you know, just out of respect for how good Luca is, I feel like he is capable of taking a game on the road. Um, I might shift. I might shift to five. I think overall, I think it's going to be extremely difficult for the Mavs to guard the Warriors, especially at home. You know, Otto. You know, just there's something about obviously the home court advantage for role players that makes them shoot the ball better. Um, we even had Looney hit a long two, like a KG type of mid-range shot. It was just kind of one of those. Boy. What if I tweeted um, Luna's going crazy? Was it you? One of you did. Or yeah, I said, I said Looney, Looney Wilding. Like, Looney Wilding. Yeah, that was, I saw that. I was like, 
He hit that. Auto hit a few heavily contested middies over great defense. And it's just kind of like, you know, when guys are at home, they're feeling good. They're in the West Conference Finals. So I feel like the Warriors, I, I don't know if I can see them losing a the home game in this series. And then obviously all they would have to do is take one of the road games. Um, so I might shift to five. And like I said, it's extremely hard for the Mavs to guard uh, the amount of movement that the Warriors play with. I think the Suns and the Jazz in particular are two teams that, you know, pride themselves off pick and roll and then kicking out and finding shooters. And those shooters are fairly stationary. Whereas with the Warriors, Steph, Clay, Jordan, they just constantly moving. Even our bigs and the guys that are playing off the, off the outside of the playmaking role are just cutting and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I'm going to just go with five at this point. That's fair. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you know, it was uh, Mavs and five. I mean, not Mavs. Woo, Lord, Lord, <laughs> forgive me. Can you hear me knock on the wood right hey, now? Hey, Reese, clip that. Clip that. I didn't mean I it. You. I did not I mean you. it. <laughs> I'm putting that on. I'm putting that on Twitter. No context. No context. <laughs> oh my gosh! I had Warriors and five. Um, and I was like, I don't think it's going to be a seven game series. So, I mean, I think we're all in agreement that this is going no more than six. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just a matter of which team is going to do that. I actually don't think it's going to be a seven game series. Um, but I do think that um, it's going to be Warriors and five. And it's it's for um, reasons, basically, that Justin already articulated. But I... I just expect the Warriors to be able to win all of their home games. Um, I think they are really incentivized to try to make it a short series because these, like, at first I didn't think, well, of course it always matters, but a a few things. One, the Warriors, like, all the 3-1 talk, all that 2016, but one of the biggest things that, like, happened in 2016 was Draymond Green's like getting, you know, suspended, it forced that series to go longer than it needed to be. And when a series goes longer and you already have Steph compromised, then Bogut goes down. Then then um, Andre Iguodala starts having back spasms. Like they experience what it's like. Like the longer you play in a series, your injuries can happen. And that is what opened the door to allow the Cavs to get back in the series, right? And so you just had last series. They played with their food with Memphis when they went down there, and then all of a sudden Otto Porter's out for the next game. So I think Luca, by himself makes them take this series a little bit more seriously because he's Luca and, like, you know, he's a top player wherever you rank him, um, and he can cause you a lot of distress. But I also think that that was like also a wake up call for them. Like, you know, we're fucking around too much and like a, a, like a more high IQ team or a better player is gonna be able to take advantage of that, you know, unlike the Grizzlies who are very inexperienced. So I think it was a wake up call for them, which is why they were so focused. They had those extra days of rest and they can see what those extra days of rest did for them, right? And so I'm not saying that that's just going to make them win, but I think they're going to be really incentivized to like get one in Dallas so they don't have to go back there again and finish it at home. So I just think they're going to be really focused. Um, 
And their history tells me, even though history can always be changed, that they're going to always win a game on the road. So whether that happens in game three or four, or whether that happens, you know, in game six, I just think that they will win at least one game on the road. So that's my reasoning, what I just said, and also the basketball reasons that Justin said. So yeah, I got Warriors in five, and I've said it now a few times in a few places, so it's not a new thing, but, you know, we'll see. So I was in hoop spaces earlier, and I said, you know, I'm, I'm sticking by my stance, Mavs and six, and some Warriors fan, I don't know, dude, but he tweeted me, and he said, you know this is recorded, right? I said, I've been in here enough <laughs> to know what's recorded. I know what I said. <laughs> Like, I don't, what, what, if we lose in five, somebody going to be like, oh, look what you said. I know what I said. Right, <laughs> like, exactly. You just got to <laughs> take it, right? Um, look, I know, um, Bibbs, you have a hard stop. So I do just really quickly, um, can you guys give me your quick predictions for the other series? Um, don't have to give me your reasons why, but just tell me what you think. Bibbs, I know you don't like to give predictions. So if you don't want to, you don't have to. But um, if you're comfortable, can you tell me what it is for the Eastern Conference Finals? Uh, I'll just say this. Uh, I have a ton of respect for Jimmy Butler. Um, I, I love Jimmy Butler. I don't know why. Uh, my, he's my sister's favorite player. So that's probably why she's just talking Jimmy Butler praise all day. So uh, I want to see the Heat get back. What happened to them in the bubble was rough. Uh, so I'm, I'm riding with the Heat. I, I don't want to see. fan rooting for the Heat. Hey, history, history repeats itself. You, you see it. I hear you. Okay. So you're rooting for the heat. What about you, Viv? I mean, Reese? I got Celtics in six. Okay. Okay. It's good to see that they got Horford and um Smart coming back for game yeah. two. So they have players coming back and it looks like well, Max Struess is playing, but I'm still not sure of word on Gabe Vincent. Kyle Lowry is still out, so Kyle Lowry being out might actually help the Heat, but um right now, just because he wasn't no disrespect to him, but he just wasn't playing well in the last series. The way y'all feel about Chris Paul, I feel about Kyle Lowry. So, yeah, disrespect to him. I mean, I like, I think Kyle Lowry is, like, when healthy and can he contribute, he's a difference maker. I just, you know, it might be benefiting them. So, mm-hmm. I, I have Celtics winning that series. I think, I'm going to say 6-2 because I think they need to win it in 6. I feel like, but, like, it would have been more beneficial for them to win game one. So, we'll yeah. see. But I have the Celtics coming out of that series. What about you, SJ? Yeah, I had Celtics in six. And, I mean, after game one, they, they let the game get away from them. But it's just kind of similar to the Mavs in that they're coming off of game seven and all that. So, I still have them winning in six. I have them taking game two tonight. Okay. Justin? Uh, I was going to say Celtics in six, but everybody's saying that. So, I'm going to say... <laughs> Heat and seven. <laughs> 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 give a different look. <laughs> yeah. All right, y'all. I'm really All just right. sympathetic towards the Celtics. Like the way they bounced back this year. Uh, Mau Doka as their coach. I had him as coach of the year personally. I just I think it'd be a great story for them. Uh, I like Jason Tatum. I like Jalen Brown. The fact that this they've proved, hey, we can work together. So you know. Uh, I, I like that story. I want them to make it to the finals. Whether they win or not, if we did, I don't want them to win. But, you know, if, if y'all make it, I don't care who wins. So Okay. Um, yeah, I have Celtics-Warriors in the finals. Um, um, Bibbs and SJ, if we were to beat the Mavs, would you be rooting against us? Or is there just another team that you'd have invested to win? Um, I don't have a dog in the fight, but I'd be rooting against you guys. 
Okay. Straight up. <laughs> I, th- I think I probably would be rooting for the Warriors, honestly. Um, as really? far as yeah, I, the narrative situation would would force me to root for the Warriors, and that's it. I'm not trying to hear this Tatum stuff no more. Oh, What's I it? see. Oh, yeah. I see. Oh, You're yeah. right. You're right. <laughs> I would be rooting for the Celtics, so I wouldn't be rooting against the Mavs, but I would be rooting for the Celtics. That's assuming yeah. they make it. Um, if it's the Heat, then I'd be rooting against the Mavs. Yeah. If I had to choose a side to root for, if it was y'all in the Heat or y'all in, the, if it's the Heat, I want y'all to win because I, I, I can't stand Heat fans. Honestly, they kind of annoying. They cry too much. Really, I didn't but, even know Heat Twitter gets down like that. Or I mean, they not. They just cry a lot. Honestly, about people not talking about them, and, and, and it's kind of annoying. <laughs> but if y'all will go against the Celtics, you know, I, I want Steph to get that Finals MVP, man. Because like, appreciate people, it. Because SJ is a hater. She is a hater. People so, keep yeah. saying, you know, oh well, he ain't got that. Come on, man. We know that 15th Finals MVP was supposed to be his. Like, let's not, let's well, not do not. now. If he now if he go up in there this year, See, you hear that? You, you hear it? Did you hear it? <laughs> if he go up in there this year, and like Jordan pool snatch it from him somehow, I'm like, all right, I. You just by the way, him. he's getting that finals MVP and he's getting that Western Conference Finals MVP. I know y'all think Luke is going to be the. First I forgot about that award. So I forgot anyway. all about that. This was really civil, guys. Thank you, because mm-hmm. I expected a little bit more rah-rah. But, you know, so if you have any last rah-rah you want to say, please get it in. Justin, would you be rooting against the Mavs or have any team if for some crazy reason they were able to beat <laughs> us? Um, I think, I mean, if it was the Heat, I kind of like the Heat. I agree with the fans, but I like Jimmy Butler. So I would probably be rooting for the Heat. But if it's the Celtics and the Mavs, then I wouldn't really root either way. I just want to see a good series. Okay. Justin's always so, like... Nonchalant. Yeah, always. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, thank you for, like, tapping in with me today and coming on and, and being here. You guys are some of my favorite people to talk hoops with and, and follow on Twitter. So, guys, please follow them. Um, hopefully no matter how long the series go, we just get like good games that are entertaining, which if they're closed down to the very end, all of our hearts might be like, that may not be good for our health, but I hope it's, I hope it's good entertaining games. I hope we get to see like the Luca versus Steph battle. Like, you know, I want to see those two guys perform. So I hope we get all of that. So thank you for being on, make sure you follow these guys, check out their podcasts ladies and gentlemen when i'm saying guys you know i'm losing it loosely but follow everybody check out their work um listen rate review all those things it helps us um warriors and five and i will uh (laughs) until until next episode guys take care everyone thanks for thanks for being on tonight